Welcome to the Advice You Didn't Take podcast. I'm Remy Ray and this is a podcast dedicated to giving you an honest perspective from those in the midst of building, sharing their gifts and breaking cycles to create generational wealth. I'm sure you're here because you want to break the chains and build a legacy for yourself and your family via entrepreneurship. So after more than 10 years of building various businesses and much blood, sweat and tears, I knew it was time to niche down and get very specific. I now spend my days coaching women who are ready to be held accountable, articulate their unique value, package up their expertise and diversify their income without becoming burnt out. And because of this, coupled with my experience, it means I have a business class seat among those working smarter, not harder, driving true change, provoking thought and being paid for their authentic impact. Here we take a deep dive down memory lane by revealing exactly what it takes to build a successful business, the energy you really need to stay in the game and a true cost to win. We're talking about failure, money, investment into self, revenue and the true cost to operate. So if this sounds like your bag, glue down your lashes and let's get into this episode. Hey peeps, hope you're well. Today is Thursday. Today is my last for um, this week Instagram live session with Kaylee Bridgman of Citroen HR. We're going to be discussing all things HR, consultancy, HR, current climate. Um, Yeah, and just delving right into, you know, what's going on in the HR world uh, these days and how we can, like how an HR um, consultant can support you in your business or, you know, if you're having struggles at the moment within HR due to your career or whatever it may be. Hey girl, hope you're all right. Um, So I'm just waiting for Kaylee to join me. Um, I hope she comes on soon. Just waiting for her now. I hope you guys are well. It is so hot, 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 hot. I just said, you know what? Let me shove on a vest because this is the best you guys are going to get right now <laughs> in this heat. Um, while I'm waiting for Kaylee, I saw that um, the exam results are out today. I see that a lot of people are speaking about this blended learning business that the government's coming out with for um, the students. I don't know how they're going to be able to justify this £9,000 tuition fee when you've got me sitting at home on a laptop. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how the, um, you know, the educational... Uh, industry pivots in this time um interesting i can see kaylee's just popped on now what's up girl hey sorry i saw that you said you were a thing but i, I couldn't answer because i was already on here so oh, okay. i hope you're well please don't um me and my attire i'm very hot have so you got some water so if you can hear it and it's distorting the sound then let, let me know no i think we should be all right i think we should be all right you all right yeah i'm okay i'm good i'm good officially your first instagram live I know, officially. <laughs> you tried to get me on a live once before when I was like in my pajamas, hair like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wasn't ready yet. You always got to be ready for Instagram live. Um, so people would probably tune in and out throughout it. I'm repurposing this content, as you know, for my podcast. And this series is called New to the Game. So I've interviewed uh, four of you over the course of this week. Yeah. One of you had major technical issues yesterday, which is Abby Sola. I felt so bad for her. She was a, We was just about to delve into her virtual um, assistance agency ah. that she's running. And she had bad internet. So I'm praying your internet looks solid. So I hope that we're going to have a good It purpose. looks okay, hopefully. It looks all right. So I think we'll be all right. So... I know you. I know everything about you. You're my bestie, my sister. But can you tell us about who you are, what you're doing? <laughs> sure. um, 
I'm Kayling. I'm the founder of Citrine HR, which is uh, an independent HR support service, I guess, for individuals and businesses. So whether that's small businesses, medium size, etc. Um, I've been in HR for 13 plus years, almost 14 years, um, predominantly in the financial sector, professional mm-hmm. services, um, investment management. Although I started my career in retail, so mm. I've kind of went from retail to education and then kind of into insurance and then from insurance continued into professional services and financial services. So a vast array of, uh, of uh, you know, industries, experience yeah, and industries. Yeah. yeah. So HR, boring or not? Interesting. <laughs> It can yeah. be boring, but interesting that you, you go into, like if you're working in an office, you go into the office and you never know what that day holds for you, mm. um, purely because you work for the business as much as you work for the employees. So it's, it's interesting. It's never the same. So if someone likes variety, HR's. HR's the, the spot for you. Um, also, can you speak a little bit about the fact that you've gone from employee to consultant, from consultant now to, it, it is a consultancy, but in a whole different capacity? Yeah, so I guess I've, I was an employee for many years, realised that I don't like working for people necessarily, <laughs> being told what to do, when to do it, um, and kind of explored the option of being a consultant so basically going into a business and providing a service under my own umbrella to say um so I work on my own terms um yes I do the work that they're asking me and commissioning commissioning me to do but it's all under my terms and time yeah um it's definitely much better it gives you so much more freedom and it's less stress um because you know that because you you know that you're not being told what to to do necessarily and and the the type I don't know how to explain it but you you just feel more you're not relaxed. engrossed in the culture as well isn't yeah, it you, you don't get sucked into the politics of the workplace you can then yes okay people still get on your nerves but you know that you can go home and leave that behind mm. you like you don't have to think about the job day in day out and I think that's what freedom the consultancy gives you so I nice. think being a consultant, going into consultancy, you'll never go back to being an employee or never, not by choice anyway. Yeah, no, a lot of my friends that are like um, consultants or, you know, are project managers or whatever, they say exactly the same. Like mm-hmm. they wanted to stop, you know, making organisations their be all of an end all and they just wanted to go and do their job and leave. And then they have no emotional attachment to the place. So most of the time they can do a better job. It's stressful. You know, because yeah. you, you literally are, you've got your whole job on your shoulders. And, mm. yeah, it's just, it's not worth the stress. Mm. If if, it, if you can do it, it's not worth the stress. You know, if you can go well, into consultancy and just working on your own terms, it's the best thing you could do. So tell me a little bit about the name of your organisation, because I know that you're like, you, so you, you, you tell us a little bit about why you decided on, on the name of your agency. Or am I am I saying it right? HR agency consultancy. Well, consultancy really. Um, yeah. Agency kind of makes me sound like I'm a recruitment agent. Recruiter. Yeah. I'm not a recruiter. <laughs> You're not a recruiter. Um, although I have done recruitment, but no, we won't go there. Um, 
so Citrine HR, I'm into crystals. Um, I'm quite spiritual, um, just by nature. Um, and when I was looking for a name for my company, I, I've gone through so many different things. I'm actually registered under C. Bridgman HR Services, which doesn't yeah. say anything. Um, so yeah. I wanted it to, to be something that defines me as an mm. individual. Um, and Citrine HR, Citrine is a crystal, crystal. Um, and it brings abundance. And that's obviously I want my, well, my business to be successful um, and to, yeah, bring abundance. And that's exactly why I went with it. And it, it, when I said it out loud, it actually sounded yeah. right. It just, yeah. And it sounds it, like you as well. Yeah. yeah. I just went through every name and Citrine HR just kept on coming back to it, coming back to it. And I was just like, do you know what? I'm going to stick with it. And even when I <laughs> like created my logo and stuff like that in the color, it just sat right with me. Yeah. And I think it also speaks to your personality as well. You're a giver. You're somebody who believes in helping and assisting. And I think that it's so beautiful because HR's usually, you know, seen as quite corporate, quite rigid, quite, you know, blues and greys and stuff. And you're just saying, no, I want a holistic approach to HR. And that's what I really love about it. Yeah, because HR shouldn't be so stringent. It, it mm. is stringent. And there's a there's a a false perception of what HR is. And, yeah. and everyone, well, 90% of the time, people get it wrong. That isn't what yeah. they know. Mm. And I think they've had bad experiences in the past or they've got a fear of approaching HR because of, of their perception or because of somebody else's experience with their HR. As you know, HR, every HR team in every company is different. So Yes. Absolutely. Um, so tell us who your ideal client is then, because you've worked with the major corporations who obviously paid a big bang for your, you know, for the work that yeah. you put in. But now you're, you're pivoting a little bit and you're helping entrepreneurs, you're helping a different type of client, not exclusively, yeah. but it is a part of your um, consultancy work that you're going to be embarking on now. So can mm -hmm. you talk a bit about your ideal client now? My ideal client now, I think I'm because of the current climate, I'm moving into kind of helping individuals who are currently in an organisation already um, and they're facing maybe uncertainty in their job. Um, they don't, they're on furlough or they're not sure of, you know, where their job's going to be when they go back in October, because I believe the furlough yeah. ends in October. So whether they've got a job to go back to and if they do, you know, will they still be at risk of redundancy etc so mm. I want to help those people because I know with them being on furlough or with them working from home even they don't have the direct access to the HR team or even to their manager right so they mm. might have be able to jump on a zoom call but it's not the same as having a discreet chat in yeah. the side room so um I'd be there to kind of help support that type of individual yeah um, and also small businesses, because I know that they're obviously the ones that are really struggling at the moment um, with trying to keep their business afloat. You know, mm. there's not much help out, out there from the government for us. So um, I know if you've got a limited company, you've got no help at all. No help. Apart from a loan, the bounce back loan, which is, you know, if you've got to pay that back. Yes, it's yeah. really small interest, but still money you've got to pay back that you didn't foresee that you'd have to do. Um, so that those types of um, individuals are my ideal clients at the moment. 
but as I say, I've worked for huge organisations um, in all different types of sectors. So um, I, I definitely look at doing some side consultancy with bigger organisations as well. But at the moment, I think I've, I'm aiming my services at the individuals that need independent premium HR advice that, you know, they necessarily wouldn't get from their in-house HR team or anyone else around them. So. Mm, massive um can we can, so starting a business during covid i mean you know potentially a gold mine for some people that mm-hmm. are starting businesses in this period and hr is just a function within a business that is always needed can you speak a little bit about why you decided to take the leap of faith and offer your service in this capacity um i've always wanted to do it as you know um we mm. spoke about it many 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 times um, and I just felt like now was the right time. I, yeah. Not necessarily in COVID, I think for myself as an individual, I think I've just moved house, as you know, um, and kind of got settled where I am. I'm now no longer in Kent. So I don't want mm. to move into London if I can help it. Um, and now was the right time for me to, you know, bed down and get this business up and running. And yeah. COVID was a it just so happened it fell in with COVID, which is a great time for needing people needing HR advice and yeah. support. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, I've spoken to so many people, even up until today, someone called me to ask me HR advice. So mm. you know, I, everyone's needing some kind of guidance, support, all different there doesn't seem to be that much information out there regarding what's going on. Um, in ter- so we know that we're basically in a recession as of today, the yeah. worst in 300 years. That's what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that the jobs are, I think it's one point some, or am I right? Is it 1.6 million people or something like that out of work? Is that ro- I think my figures are wrong. They might be from the States. Yeah, so it's a couple seven, of hundred thousand seven, to people. For it was 700,000. 700, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 780,000 people now out of work uh, or potentially going to be out of work or out of work. I mean, what 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 kind of things should people be looking at for now? If, if you know, your manager's calling you in and sitting you down, is there anything that protects anybody or, you know, are you just going to have to leave? Because there just doesn't seem to be any information out there for like the regular employee. Yeah, so it's a, it's a really difficult and, as you say, yeah. unprecedented time. So things are slightly different. Um, to just a normal redundancy, for instance. So yeah. the, obviously there'll be a consultation period. Mm-hmm. If your company is still trading, there will be a consultation period. So you make sure that you have all the paperwork and all the conversations surrounding the consultation. Um, generally, you'll be put into a redundancy pool. Um, mm. So that's where they put all your jobs into a hat, basically, and assess that it's a points-based system. So they'll assess your job um, based on the need for the business um, Mm -hmm. and decide who is most needed at that time. And then whoever isn't most needed, unfortunately, will be let go. But they obviously there will be other if there's other jobs in the vacancies in the company, then you would have the rights to apply for those. At the moment, I I doubt that there's going to be that many jobs that yeah. your experience and um yeah that suit your experience so 
it, it's really difficult to say. Um, no one is really protected. Even I've read, I've been doing some reading. Even people on maternity leave at the moment aren't even protected. So wow. So they they could be made redundant, and what will happen is they'll get their all their maternity pay in a lump sum. And yeah, so they're not protected, and it's really difficult because it's it's because of the pandemic. It's things Jeez. that weren't ever. You couldn't foresee this happening at all. Mm. For some, you know, I, I don't know if your company ever had it, but like the um, BCP, so the um, oh, the business continuity, mm. that the business continuity, whereas um, you have like a backup plan, basically. So yeah, yeah, yeah. For instance, was like a major disaster or a big bomb. How the business would continue yeah, after? Yeah. How the yeah? So we all companies have that in place. But they never think that they're going to need it. So yeah. the chances of them really foreseeing something like this happening and their BC plan, the BCP plan being implemented. Yeah. yeah. It's I, such a, it's so worrying. Like, like, I didn't know that. That's fresh information that I've just learned through us being on this live today about maternity leave. I mean, bloody hell, if, if I thought that my shit happens fun was important, I now know it was really important because a lot of people are just... I mean, even organisations, right, haven't got their own shit happens fund, it would seem. Um, Richard Branson's been begging for money since the start of the pandemic. Clearly, you know, maybe didn't have enough funds to make sure that his business was safe or or not, right? But it just goes to show every, everybody... I don't think ever, anyone ever thought that they would suffer as much, as, much yeah. as, as they have. So even if you have a contingency in place, you know, even your shit happens fund, like... Mm. That's there's only so much in that fund. Yeah, so if of course. You, you you know you companies all the time save, put stuff aside, but in the hope that they'll be able to, you know, save themselves if anything yeah. were to happen. But I I don't think this this time it actually worked. I, worked uh, it's, I company, mean, I worked for a company, uh, a forex trading, so a foreign exchange trading company, mm-hmm. who had. Um, 20% of their overall um, funds in as contingency um, and they thought that well they had more than 20% and they thought that they would never suffer a loss more than 20% for them to be able to pay and in one hour they lost like 4.2 million pounds sorry 42 million pounds in one hour because someone pulled their trade and someone who yeah. Did four hundred pounds in gold? I think it was ended up one point four million pound in debt. That's how wow. And we went into administration, and I made one hundred and eighteen people redundant in one day. Bloody hell! Bloody hell! So it it is real. Then I mean. Yeah, I mean, so I was speaking to Karita, who's a career coach on Monday, and we were speaking about just how much, you know, everything has changed and how to make yourself more valuable in the workplace. And, yeah. you know, it, your job may not be valuable, but there may be some new skill sets that you have that your 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 company needs now moving forward where you could pivot or put your hand up and say, oh, I can also do this or do that. So, you know, a lot of people are sitting at home bored. Save you from that redundancy pool. There you go, yeah. There's a lot of people sitting at home bored that could be up in their skill sets and stuff. Um, and, and just talking to you, it just reminds me how serious this situation is. Yeah, absolutely. And just because you're sitting at home on furlough 
and you're getting paid, it doesn't mean that you should just sit there and do nothing and go out and enjoy the sun. I, yeah. I believe in that. I think you should be trying to invest in yourself by doing something. Like absolutely, anything, whether that is learning a new skill, whether that's you know investing the money that you are being paid to sit at home doing nothing for your future. Mm, absolutely, big big deal. So, Not can we speak a little? exactly can we speak a little bit about hr from a perspective of an entrepreneur solopreneur um small um medium um enterprise kind of aspect i mean how crucial is it for you know people to have access or to be able to obtain information like this when employing other people within an organization even if you're small right how important is it yeah well i think there's a lot of employment law um aspects around employing people that mm. small businesses don't necessarily know. Um, mm. And I think having just, even if it was a HR consultant initially to go through the, the basics on what you need to be looking out for when you employ another, another individual, um, I think it's so important because you can fall into so, so many issues. Um, it, you know, it could end up into tribunals, somebody could complain, and then you don't know what, to, as a business owner, you don't know what to do when someone complains. And Because there's can, no ACAS, right? There's no ACAS for entrepreneurs, really. No, not, re- not really. I mean, it's best practice ACAS, so you can look on their website and kind of get a gist of what you should be doing, but it's not specifically aimed at your mm. type of business. So mm. I think that's what our HR consultant who is you know allocated to you and your business they can come to understand what business that you do and then they could advise you know from there so I think it's really crucial to have HR advice access yes in some capacity yeah yeah Um, big, big companies even big companies that have HR teams in in like in house they still have an outsourced HR support to go to so i didn't know that more of a yeah so it's more of a like a just to sound something off someone or it's they have employment lawyers as well for the same thing mm-hmm. although hr hr professionals are also trained in employment law but having an employment lawyer is also it, it enables us to make sure that what we've suggested and what we've advised is actually correct mm. so i think it's really important to have that type of support behind you because you don't want to make a mistake and you don't want it to be very costly because mm, that's what it is right it, you know discrimination defamation of character yeah. harassment bullying and things like that they just yeah. they have a trickle effect right absolutely and bullying and harassment is comes in so many different forms that you could offend someone without even realizing and yeah they could take you to the tribunal and you wouldn't know what to do so when would you say it's sorry no I was going to say my question would be you know if if you've got two employees but one of them feels that you've bullied them what do you do if you can't answer if you can't answer that question then that means that you need HR advice (laughs) you know you need to source some type of professional advice and citizens advice bureau won't help you no (laughs) So you need to have some professional um, advice and support behind you for 
things like that should they can we have people like yourselves on retainer you know i know your service is a premium service but is it possible to have like a hr person on a some type of retainer or an agreement where if you have queries or whatever you could tap into them maybe a couple of times a month or once a month and maybe there's an audit that takes place once a year in terms Mm -hmm. of staff development making sure that staff are all right and just like dotting the i's and crossing the t's absolutely i could provide that absolutely i think that's actually quite a key thing to do because like you say performance is massive you want someone to know that they're doing a good job and yes Mm -hmm. you can tell them on a daily basis but actually having a performance review and somebody independent as well coming in to help with that i think it's actually a really good idea for any business to consider I had a really bad experience with this organization that I engaged with. And um, this was over a year ago. Um, I wasn't working for them. It was a paid service kind of thing. They had a program and I was a part of it. And um, the I left the program because it was it just wasn't what, you know, was kind of written out. A few people left as well. And then n- nearly a year later, so just um, a couple of months ago, um, somebody independent reached out. The, the company had hired an independent service to like audit how people have felt, how people have come through the process and stuff like that. And honestly, the feedback that I gave them, they were like, oh my God, I didn't realise it was that bad. So now wow. they construct a report of some sort and give it back to that organisation so that they can get better or mm-hmm. decide how they pivot and move forward. So I do think services like somebody independent outside of the organization that is you know not emotionally attached to it can really help things move forward yeah yeah it does and it gives an outside perspective because sometimes Mm -hmm. when you're in the business you don't see what somebody outside will see because you're invested like you say emotionally invested and it's your baby right so if that's your business that's your baby so you want to see the best in that so I think 100% having somebody independent even if it is once a month once every quarter like I think it's a very good idea to have someone in to come do an audit um, from an HR perspective all right so I want to just make a bit of a segue into like the passion behind you serving because this kind of work I see HR work as like you either like it or you hate it um and HR you guys often get stick within organizations as well because some organizations don't know the meaning of confidentiality and privacy so like you see HR people going for lunch with said said employee that you've just cussed out and told HR about (laughs) <laughs> going out for coffees and drinks yeah. so can you tell me a little bit why you know this is this this is the most passionate I've ever seen you actually for, in all the jobs you've ever had HR has been the one that's really really stuck with you and I don't know if it's because you're naturally nosy and curious or it's just straight passion I'm and you're like that's <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah. we call her sat now yeah, GPS. Yeah. <laughs> if we go to a restaurant, I know what I'm eating before I even get there. Yeah, so. she has skill sets that, like, I, I'm even going to do like a, a a questionnaire to my friends that are very not even just my friends, but people that are in my network that have like better skill sets than I have. Like, you naturally are somebody who's even more curious than me, right? You're a researcher. You you're always prompt on time. I just want to find out some of the skill sets that you guys have that I don't have so I can perfect myself but also tell other people about because there's just some things that really amazing people do like yourself that other people wouldn't even think of but they make so much difference. Mm. 
like you researching the menu, that means that you have more time to get straight to the point. Uh, yeah, but it's also because I'm a fussy eater. So, stuff like that. <laughs> so I, I just need to know what I'm going to eat before I get there. Like, yeah, you're very, like, just I need to know how I'm going to get home from there or how I'm going to get there. So I look at all the routes and I look at, that's just my nature. I don't, I don't know where it necessarily came from. Um, I do think I'm a naturally caring, supportive person anyway. I think that's in my nature. I'm a Capricorn. So I'm a, uh, yeah, I'm just naturally that way. Um, I'm a free spirit. And I think that relates to the job that I do. Um, I don't get caught up in the whole politics stuff. Um, you know, I don't believe in if you are there to provide support to an individual, then I wouldn't, you know, not allow you to trust me with that information that you're giving yeah. me. Um, and I think that is really key for a very good HR function. Um, not necessarily, I'm not saying that I'm a <laughs> HR person, but I think... Yes, you are. Key. You're the best HR person ever, dot com. In my opinion, you, you've saved my butt on so many occasions, man. For me, you are the top of the top. I don't care what they say. <laughs> I, think, I, I think it's just because I do care. And I think I've, we've worked in some really crappy places before. Before <laughs> HR, as, as you know, Russell and Bromley, for one. Um, when, you know, if we weren't both, both weren't in together, they think that we were <laughs> not coming and we were bumping off together like we were going out for lunch yeah like, I didn't know you weren't going in that day and you didn't know I weren't going in that day but because we knew each other we were treated yeah. bad and we were treated badly and yeah but we also got the job together we walked into Russell and Bromley Bond Street laughing yeah. and they thought that we were a vibe so they hired both of us not realizing that we were so close <laughs> such good friends that how would any work get done when you hire two friends that walked into a store laughing? Like, <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, I just, like, but we were treated badly because of that in the end of it, like, when yeah. we weren't in. And it weren't that we weren't ever there. It was that yeah. if we weren't there together, then it was an issue for them. And they would... Yeah, we both got treated as one family. all the time, yeah. Yeah, all the time. It's like, I'm not joint at the hip to Remy. We don't live together, <laughs> like... She's not my blood sister that lives in the same house. Like, I don't know where she is. Or I turn up and you weren't there and they, like, properly question me. Yeah. And I think that's really bad management. And I think mm -hmm. it's really... I don't think you should ever be associated with another person, even if you are friends, like, yeah. in capacity. Um, and also, I worked in a, uh, an estate agent. So I don't know if you remember, many years ago. I think it was my very first job. And um, when, um, when I was there, obviously, I lived in Kennerton um, in South London. Um, and the lettings manager there used to make comments about, oh, I bet you're from a council estate. Or, oh, well, how do you do things around here then, being from South East London? Like, used to make jokes. And that was bullying. And I didn't, I didn't we know. We didn't that. know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have known. And I, I think from that experience... And from Russell and Bromley, it made me realise that I don't want to continue to be treated like that. I need, to, mm -hmm. I need to find an avenue to get out of being treated like that. Yeah. And I then fell into HR. I didn't even apply for a HR job. I yeah. applied for a receptionist job. And the HR manager approached me two weeks or a couple of weeks later and asked me to um, 
apply for the HR assistant job that she had because she thought mm-hmm. I'd be good at it. And, you know, the rest, the rest is history. Is history. Yeah. Um, I, I do. I absolutely agree with you. I think you're a naturally a non-judgmental person. Like if somebody cut you open, they will have every secret <laughs> I've ever given you about <laughs> everything. <laughs> Because you're just that type of person. You have a lot of integrity and, and you're non-judgmental. Like, I can tell you the absolute worst thing. You're like, let's figure out a plan. Like, don't worry, we'll get through it kind of thing. And I think that that's, that's what makes you so great. I've met loads of people in HR and some of them, I'm like, even if tomorrow I was about to die, I wouldn't even bring you in advance to let you know because you just have no privacy, no confidentiality. Do you know what I mean? And I, HR is such a serious function in an organisation that you need that discernment which a lot of people don't naturally have you do and even in companies that I've gone into and I've gone into an HR position into a fully fledged HR team like I've had to implement procedures that they that should be in place that they don't have in place I've had a HR assistant like crying on my shoulder a week into me being there saying that she's being bullied by the HR manager and the head of HR and the head of HR and the HR manager go out for secret coffees in the morning and leave her behind. And when they ask her if she wanted anything and she says, oh, I'll come with you. They say, oh, no, you just go then. And just wouldn't go. So I, I, but she's quite young and I had to say to her, that's not okay. And I had to pull up the head of HR about that because that didn't sit right with me. And I don't care if you're superior. I don't care if you've been there for 20 years. I'm going to tell you about yourself because yeah. that's not how a HR function should, you know, be acting and treating their own <laughs> own staff member. <laughs> their, their own department member that way. Oh, how are they goodness. treating employees? What how what are some of the what are some of the things that we kind of should know? I know, like, this isn't... We've definitely gone off of our subject area of our questions, but you know how we do. Yeah. What are some of the basic things that we should kind of know anyway? Like, you know, just going into an organisation. If you feel uncomfortable, what should you do? If something happens with your manager and you know that, you know the difference between right and wrong, what are some of the, you know, steps that you can take? Because most of the time, I think... People only go to HR or think of going to HR when things go absolutely left. But I still think that there's, you know, a few steps that you could possibly take or consider before you even take yourself to HR. Or even if you do want to engage in HR, you should kind of know your rights. Yeah, so I would say it depends on what the the issue is. If you have an issue with your line manager and it's something that you think could be resolved in a frank, open conversation then I would say always try and approach your manager in a really calm, respectful way um, and ask if you can have 10 minutes um, in a, a room, not at the desk, in a room, um, and have that conversation. I know nine times out of 10, the, the trust is lost and yeah. you don't want to go and speak to your manager at that point. Then I would say see if you, if you have a good relationship with any other individual that's of a manager level then have a, a confidential conversation with them. Um, and That's important wording as well, right? A confidential. And my, uh, I'm glad you picked up on that because if you have a conversation with someone that you don't want to go outside of those four walls, then at the very beginning of that conversation, you say, can this be confidential? I don't want this to go beyond these four walls. And obviously, if it does, 
then I know it's come from you. Yeah. And make make that clear. And don't be yeah. afraid to make that clear because you're the one with the issue. You're confiding in someone. So that's what you'd expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and seeing what they, uh, you know, I've done that even in my previous company um, that I was a consultant at. I didn't agree with a certain action that my manager, but the head of the department took. So I went to a head of another department to ask for his advice and his, you know, suggestions. And there's no, you know, there's no downfall in asking for someone's advice and someone else's support outside of your department. Um, If you're afraid of bullying, um, this one here at the bottom about racism in, in regards to like changing your hair or something that that's not allowed that's discrimination yeah. that's period discrimination. yeah point black yeah <laughs> they you know why are people yeah. afraid to take grievances out like i speak to a lot of black people and they're always like oh when you use the words like grievances and stuff like that like that's straight discrimination you can definitely take out a grievance on your manager or somebody who even breathes at you know trying to use something like that against you in terms of your hair or telling you to change it yeah why don't people come forward with these things why aren't people like you know i think it's fear i think fear is inferior right so i think Mm. you you're just you're scared of losing your job yeah losing your job what other reaction you're going to get from someone else if Mm. you take it higher up then how are you going to be able to stay in your job working with your manager still mm-hmm. on a day to day basis knowing that you've raised a complaint about them yeah so it's making sure that you you do raise a grievance I would 100% never say do your favourite word is grievance by the way I'm not raise a grievance <laughs> raise a grievance just raise a grievance you always send it everybody to raise a grievance but if, you, if you're not happy about something you need to complain about it I'm the queen of complaint. Like, if my food's cold, I'm sending it back. I'm telling them, that's, ra- that's raising a grievance. <laughs> like, grievance doesn't have to be this big word, like this big, scary procedure. Because yeah. it isn't, it's just you putting down on paper what your complaint is, what has made you unhappy, and why. And what you, what you want the outcome to be. That's mm-hmm. all the grievance is. So, yeah. And sometimes grievances can get you payouts. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it can. You know, and discrimination, even if you witness discrimination on somebody else's behalf, yeah. you can actually raise agreements about that and you can you can even claim discrimination because yeah. you witness discrimination. Wow, so I didn't know that. Yeah. So if if you know uh I don't know, a non white person in the in the company was being, I don't know, dismissed for no... Yeah, cutting my hair out or something and my colleague saw it. Let's say that. Yeah, then you can raise agreements against that and say that that's discrimination. Mm. And, you know, you could even, if, if you've got tangible evidence to, to show that that is the case and that bullying and discrimination was happening, you could go to a lawyer and sue that company for discrimination, yeah. even though it yeah. wasn't directly to you. Because yeah. it... It's harmful to your feelings. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, we've seen that, isn't it? We've, there are cases, I, I just don't think that we're, um, not, I shouldn't generalise, but I think a lot of people are just not clued on enough to um, know all the intricacies. Even when I, I disclosed my dyslexia at work, like I didn't even know that, you know, my manager was trying to get rid of me. I was like, wait a minute, let me go and seek some advice here from my good friend and my aunt who's a lawyer. And they were like, nah, they can't even talk like they cannot even touch you period point black what did disease say she said wow so when you're black you turn a blind eye at work what's your more you could you could so you could be supporting each other is basically what she's saying yeah and and that's that's something that i would encourage um even when i do workshops in in an organization i do like lunch and learn workshops on different Mm -hmm. aspects of hr whether that be absence management so if they're people are sick what they need to do what the process is and on like discrimination as well because there's so many protected characteristics mm. that it's important for employees to know about that stuff so in um so in that type of workshop setting i would always say that you should be standing up if you witness any type of harassment bullying anything that isn't right you know you yeah. should be standing up you should be raising the grievance on not on their behalf but to support them yeah because i know that you know there's i've witnessed something similar where someone was dismissed for no real reason and it was discrimination and i know that he appealed against that and i raised the grievance to support his appeal but he didn't know that i had raised the grievance on him yeah that was just my nature like i that didn't sit right with me i couldn't continue working for or an organization i couldn't continue providing a service in an organization that is allowing that stuff to happen Mm. so i would definitely say for anyone to to stand up and support where you see things that are happening and going down that isn't right what what are some of the key um considerations we should take um so the question is, are there any key considerations we should take into account before we invest into a service like yours? But from this conversation we're having, I mean, it just seems like, you know, a no brainer. We really should be making sure that we have some form of access to a HR consultant or somebody who provides some HR um, assistance in some way. So if you're an employee or if you're an, an entrepreneur or a business, you must be able to access HR in some capacity. Absolutely. I think so. Um, I think it's for anyone who is in the employment system. So if you work for a a company and you're essentially, that's your bread and butter, I think. And you're not happy with something or you're not sure about something, 100% seek advice. Um, If you aren't, especially if you aren't comfortable with your own HR function. And I'm mm. not many, many people aren't. But I think it's definitely worth, because that's, that's your livelihood. Like, your work is your livelihood. And if you have to wake up every morning and go into a workplace that stresses you out and makes you so unhappy. Yeah, I mean, so many people are unhappy at work. Absolutely. So, yeah. I said so many people are unhappy at work, but they kind of sit in their shit because they're yeah. just like, oh, it's a job. I needed a job. I'm here. But, you know, it's your mental health has been affected. better for yourself. Like if you, yeah, absolutely. If you're, you know, if you're still going to work every day, but it's stressful for you, how can you make it less stressful? 
and is that job for you like you just need to and if you think yeah it is it is for me because it's a, I'm working in a job or the the thing that I'm doing is really good and I really enjoy it but it's the place that I don't quite click with then you need to work out why and how you can make it better in that place so mm. I think seeking independent HR advice um 100% will help with that because you can go down the training route you could I could coach you on how you have those difficult conversations with your manager those those types of you know advice and support and guidance is key absolutely with a major recession looming or now in 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 action what do you think are you know some of the um you know what is the question sorry with the major recession looming how important do you think a service like yours will become and on the flip side is this something that somebody could do as like a side hustle is is hr something that somebody could just like tomorrow set up shop with or would they need a decent amount of experience to be providing support like yours Um, i guess what i'm asking is because you know more and more people are figuring out side hustles and stuff like that is hr something that somebody could kind of also do or is there training that's required and you know like degrees and things yeah so hr is a funny one um hr in itself is a a personable job Mm. say. so you could go out and get a hr degree and then apply for a hr business partner job you won't get that job against someone who has 10 years experience. Yeah. Even though you've got the qualification. But that person who has 10 years experience and no qualifications will exceed you for that job because you need to have on-the-ground experience. HR isn't something you could wake up the next day and decide, I'm just going to be a HR consultant. Like, you can't... It's not something you can just do. Yeah, it's not It's not something like a side hustle you could just pick up easily. But no. I know this is a bit personal, but can you tell people about the way that you've climbed the HR ladder? Because I guess people assume that you would need degrees and masters and this and that, and you have a unique story. Yeah, so um, I was talking to my mum today, actually, about um, not having a degree. Um, because A-level results have come out and they've downgraded the results and stuff like that. Yeah, Yeah, today. And my nephew's got his results, but he's happy with his results. But still, like I was saying that qualifications aren't necessarily the be-all or end-all. So I'm not saying people don't go out and get their degrees or don't do their A-levels. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying it's not the be-all or end-all. Yes, sure. One of the Dragon's Den guys, yeah, was on um, this morning today and he was saying he had no O-levels and no A-levels. I'm not surprised, I mean... Yeah, Richard Branson had no GCSEs, no A-levels. So I'm not saying that's for everyone, but I'm, what I'm saying is it's not the be-all or end-all. I am someone who didn't go to university, didn't get a degree. Um, as I say, I have been in some jobs in the past that weren't for us or for me um but getting that receptionist job and then falling into hr um was the best thing best thing ever happened to me um i was sadly made redundant from that job two years later but because we went into administration but that enabled me to climb the, the hr ladder because that built my love for hr and yeah. supporting people 
Um, and because of the, there's so many different aspects to HR yes. that you can get your teeth stuck into, I just decided I wanted to be a HR generalist. I didn't want to be pigeonholed into one area of HR. I wanted to do an all-rounder HR generalist job. Um, and that's what I continue to do. So I've literally moved, jumped the ladder. Every time I've moved job, I've jumped up, I've jumped up. Job role, salary, everything. And that's what, 13 plus years now. So and, and, and this is an industry, I think it doesn't get, like, unless you know somebody who's in HR, you think that HR is some, like, boring kind of thing, like, where can you really go? You can actually say. just shuffle papers all day. Right? But you could actually earn in excess of £250,000, you know, at the top of your game in HR, isn't it? Absolutely. Even a head of HR role, you can earn, I don't know, up to like 140000 a year, 150000 and that's just for a head. Yes. In some of these big companies like, like Bloomberg or BlackRock, say, I know even they're just their HR business partners can earn 90 grand, 90 yeah. grand a year, even 100 grand a year. So it just depends on what type of industry you go into, obviously, but definitely the professional services is is huge for salaries. And yeah. we do a lot, you know, I, I, I'm not just saying that because it's just me, but we don't just pay for shuffle. We, we are there to support and as much as you are there to support the business of HR, you're also there to support the employee. And well, we have to disagree a little bit on that because HR usually feels like they're for the organisation more than the employee sometimes. And maybe we have to exercise some discernment with who we speak to. But often I've in organisations I've worked for, it never feels like there is equal support for both the employer and the employee. It always seems like the employee is always right. The employee is always right. The employer is always right, sorry. They're always more of the employee side, and I guess it's because they're paid by the employer, so... Yes and no. I think it depends on the situation. It depends on what what your interaction with HR is about. So Mm -hmm. it's a difficult one because, yes, HR have to support the, the business and have to shield them almost so we we do obviously advise as much as we can but that's what it is where we provide the advice and it's only advice we can't tell them what to do so yeah we know that these big businesses if they decide you know i want to make redundant 10 people for no apparent reason i would say absolutely not that is against the law and tell them all the reasons why and all the risks, they would then assess those risks. And if they want to still go ahead with it, then that's the business, like, that's their option, you know. And, yeah. and then as HR, we're, we're powerless. So mm. what we need to put show is if, we, if it went to tribunal as a HR function, we would have to show that we advise them the correct pr- protocol and that the business chose not to... Yeah. So, and I think that's why going it alone and providing independent HR advice is so key because I would have no ties to the business whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Providing you my professional HR, not even opinion. Opinion, not 
but it's not even opinion because that, that would be based on me personally personal, yeah. based on my professional Ex- experience and knowledge and it would be based on the, the facts yeah that's what I'm trying yeah to and, and I guess that's what I guess we're really echoing here, right? The importance of having a HR person in some type of proximity to you, whether you're in employment or if you're an entrepreneur or somebody who's employing people in your business, because there's yeah. just so many elements to it from payroll to mm-hmm. like the processes with grievances and things like that, redundancies and stuff. So yeah. I just wanted to segue a little bit into um, asking you about what is a piece of advice you wish you took or knew before you started this process or you can even speak from the experience of you pivoting right from employee to consultant um it's entirely up to you but what's a piece of advice that you wish you took or knew before beginning um stepping out um why didn't I do it before Uh. (laughs) (laughs) that would be it like Kelly you need to start this you need to just go it alone just do it I wish I did it you know two years ago and that that's and that advice came from you so that's the advice that I wish I took um because it's it's so needed it's so needed it's been needed that type of you know that type of um service is needed you don't Mm. get many many people out there that are putting themselves out there to say drain me of my HR professional Advice knowledge. And knowledge and experience take it from me you, do you get what mm. I mean like you don't get many of those I've looked on all those paid people per hour and stuff and their their stuff's wet like they're, they're not yeah. really all they're wanting to do is give you what give you a service that you would get in a company that's not yeah. what I'm trying to do yeah, I, want custom. To you, I want to give you a custom custom service and so I think I should have done it back then um so that's the advice I should have took um but then again maybe that back then wasn't the right time for me personally so maybe now was waiting for me um, can we just give you your flowers because you are just somebody and that I cannot wait to put this out on my podcast as well because you are somebody that literally lives life on you like on your own terms like in every capacity you stopped changing I mean exchanging your time for money and started to like decide how often you want to work can you just give us a snapshot into like working or not like and what you've been able to accomplish as well in that time oh internet don't fail us I was gonna say you're freezing me or you oh you're back now mine it was yours I think oh it doesn't matter did you get the question uh, no, I only caught the beginning of it. So, like, in 24 months, what is your, like, lifestyle like? How frequently are you working? What have you been able to accomplish? Because you are the first person that is pivoted in such a way. You're, you, you haven't got a degree, which is also an anomaly for our age range as well. Like, you don't have student debt. Like, ugh, can you imagine not having student debt? <laughs> like, yeah. give me 24 months of you, how you operate, you work, what you've been able to accomplish. So, um, okay, so three years ago, I decided that I didn't want to work for a company. Um, I didn't want to have an employment contract. That was something that I was very, very, like... Adamant. Yeah, adamant on. So I decided to 
be like self-employed going as a consultant um I also decided that I didn't want to work for 12 months of the year I decided I was going to work six months of the year yes so and I you really do time. you really really do <laughs> I so I sign up to a um like a, a consultancy contract yeah um and do a six-month contract that initially I start off with three months sound it out see if I'm all right happy with it and then I extend for the three months but I generally only do six months a year um period period <laughs> so I, I say that I'm I'm semi-retired yeah, I would say so too your life is good your skin always looks good too oh stop it <laughs> it's so hot I'm, I feel like I'm really shiny um yeah so I um yes yeah, so I work six months of the year um or previously I have so now I'm going it alone but yeah six months of the year take six months out invest in myself in that six months you know wake up when I want to wake up do some yoga or you know go to the gym I'm a gym bunny so wine. we drink wine oh and drink wine we drink wine <laughs> um I've got a wine fridge I know <laughs> so yeah like I think it's really important to not like throw all of you into a job because it really does stress you drain you it takes a part of you away and I think mm. I've felt that over the years and especially being in HR for 13 years it just isn't for me to to give my all to a company that would drop me at the drop of a hat yeah um, and I think my my reasoning to for me to have done that was because I've been made redundant three times in my, mm. all three of my permanent jobs yeah. been made there was redundant. a time it was just redundancy after redundancy wasn't it yeah. 2009 I was made redundant twice um, mm. and then again in 2015 um, and all three of those times I shut down the business and I was like one of the last people in the business because I'm in HR um, and I and the last company in 2015 I was the, my head of HR left two months before we went into administration and we hadn't got a replacement. So I had to step in and do all of the redundancies. Um, I made 186 people redundant in total, 118 in one day. And then consultants, um, sorry, consultations. with years and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That drained me. And I feel like that made me realise that no job is worth my health. Um, yes. So, and. And then I went into a, a kind of a, um, like a, a fixed term contract role after that. And then another fixed term. And again, it was just six months. And that's when I decided to actually go in as a consultant because, it, yeah, there's less stress on you plus more money. Yeah, much more money, right? Much um, more money. Can, can we tell the people what you've, you've, you've done at your age? What do you mean? What, salary-wise? No, no, like your home. Oh. oh, so I'm 33. Although I'm not including this year, so I'm still 32. <laughs> not including 2020. Yeah, well, um, we're writing it off. <laughs> yeah, we're writing it off. Um, no, so I own two properties with my partner. Um, I've, yeah, I've managed to, to do that and still work six months over the year. So I yeah. think it's important to... I think it's the saving, it's writing out your plan, making sure that you're looking forward um, and investing in yourself. I think if I didn't have those six months off 
during the past few years. Yeah. Mentally, I think you get like minds missed almost. Mm. You can't think properly. You can't, you know, act yourself anymore. Like I, I think it's really important. I change when I'm in a job for that six months. I change. As no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> I change as a person. I begrudge going into work every day. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like every day, I'm like, oh, it's a six months up yet, and you always text me and go, okay. The six months is coming up, I can tell. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just there championing on. I'm like, cool, we're three months in now. Let's keep going. It's not long now. <laughs> it's right because I just think everyone, we're, we're like, um, we're controlled into thinking that you must work and give your all day in, day out for 365 days or 260 days a year. Like, no. I don't think you are. I think you really should be taking time to invest in yourself and really mm. looking at what you can do that benefits you. We've got 28 seconds left. Oh. It's going to cut out. Do you want to come back or do you want to... No, we're going to have to come back. I'm going to literally exit this. You come back in and we'll do the last couple of questions because people want to know how to engage with you, what you're offering and stuff like that. So don't go anywhere. Literally log back in in 10 seconds. All right? Okay. All right. All right. Hey, 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 I'm so sorry. I've just jumped back on. Um, you know, I can chat for England and I just love speaking to people that are really living in their purpose. And Kay really is like, she really talks the talk. She really walks the walk. She really works six months of the year. She really literally owns two properties. She's she's only turned um, 33 this year. So, you know, a lot of us are wanting to have done it. She's literally living it now. Um, so I just want to, continue the conversation for maybe 10 more minutes with her and um i'm also saving this so once i'm able to you know edit it and stuff i'll put it out as a um, uh, episode on the advice you didn't take podcast platform as well and i'll let you guys know when it's available i'm um, sorry for taking up so much of your time Kay. we just got chatting away yeah no um, so i just i just what were we talking about we were speaking about the way that you've been able to really live a life on your own terms which I think most of us are really striving for but yep. who, who have we seen that's come ahead of us and done it and that's why like I know we don't want to talk about all your personal business but it's also good to highlight people like you that have been able to carve out life on your own terms yeah I think it's important I think the the main reason for people not actually you know jumping out the box and doing it for themselves is just fear. And that's something mm-hmm. that I've, I've had for a long time. And I just, I just do it. And even when I'm out for that six months, sometimes I'm, I've been out for eight or nine months. And I think I've, I get to like that five, four or five month mark. And I see my, my balance going down in my bank statements. And I'm like, okay, I, I know I can still support myself for X amount of months, but I need to start looking for a job now. And I start getting that anxiety. Um, and not knowing if another job is actually going to come my way. But mm. I've learned to trust that the job comes my way. And almost, I say almost, probably every single interview every I've time. been for, every single interview I've been for, I've, I've got the position. And I just trust in, I trust in the universe, to be fair. And, you know, mm. I, I set my intentions, I set my affirmations, and it, it happens for me. So, and that's where I say that I'm kind of spiritual. So, yeah, yeah. I really, you, you've, you've, you've done, like, we've known each other since, like, 12, 13 years 
old, right? And like we figured it out along the way, like by crook or by cran. And I just want to say how proud of you I am. How proud of you? Yeah, I am. How proud of you I am because you really, you know, you you don't stop elevating yourself. Like you've you've done the corporate gigs. You've worked with some of the best companies in the world. You you've done so many different things. And still, you're still climbing. You, like, you don't stop. Even if you only work six months a year. <laughs> we know, we know. <laughs> that's mum in the comments. Um, but you just don't stop climbing. And I think that that's phenomenal. And if there was anybody out there that you could speak to and just say, you know, go for it. Is there any words that you have? You only live once. Um, mm. And, you know, you just try, try, try and try again. Like, if you fail, try again. And that's something that if you put your trust in what you're actually striving to do, it will all work out. Um, And if you just have to believe, I think, and that's something that my boyfriend taught me as well, is that if you believe in something, like truly believe in something, it's going to happen for you. And whether that's 10 years down the line, five years down the line or tomorrow, we don't know. We don't know how how long or when's the right time, but as long as you keep moving forward, I think you then you definitely will get it. Sorry, I just see a message from my mum. Hi, mum. Yeah, I can see. That's like mum. She's so proud of you as well. Um, I just so tell us how we engage with you. Like it's clear that HR, especially somebody like you that just has so much care in the world. I'm sorry, I'm holding my phone like this. My battery is dying. I'm. figure it out right um but tell us how we can engage with your service tell us um just how we can find you you know email or whatever you know i'm going to post about you all the time anyway but just let us know how we can engage with your service um and if you have any packages available let us know um so i have got my email which is info at citrinehr.com and you spell citrine for six yeah, sure. <laughs> the citrine is spelled C-I-T-R-I-N-E. Sorry, I'll say that again. C-I-T-R-I-N-E. Citrine HR. Um, so info at citrinehr.com. Um, I do have a landing pet like a website for you to um, look on. And there's some brief information on what services I provide. And there's a little kind of comment section where you can send me an email via the, the website as well. So, um yeah, and that's citrinehr.com. Okay. So, if you me any, any issues, anything that you want me to help with, um, I provide a, consult, a consultation um, initially to see if I, it's, you know, your issues or something that I can help with. And then we go from there. And um, can I just say how sought after you are as well? Like, you get calls all the time from people just wanting HR advice from you, from family members to people you've met out in organizations like people contact you all the time because you're thorough you know how to help people as well so if you guys are looking for somebody to support you in your business especially with your growth please 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 I don't advocate for people like this this is my sister but somebody who has also helped me in a professional capacity when I've been in tight spots personally so I'm not just recommending her as because I adore her and love her I'm recommending her because she is one of the best in the business so you know, reach out to her. I will post her again on um, 
my Instagram page and as she continues to grow you will see me constantly shouting her out anyway but don't wait until it's too late right so if you're having problems in your organization now especially with the redundancies coming up right they should reach out to you even if it's for a consultation you know pay the consultation fee like get the help that you need so you can provide yourself with the knowledge so that you can arm yourself to go in to these meetings or whatever it may you may be having is that right yeah and yeah and like you say if you've got issues like past and present issues that you you need to resolve I'd say jump in try and resolve it now because that might save your job when yes. the redundancies happen in the autumn that you resolving that issue now will save your job you know could possibly save your job yeah possibly yeah. yeah yeah and with entrepreneurs as well like um are you going to be offering like retainer services um for like solo entrepreneurs or people turning over a certain amount is there going to be something like that possibly in the works in the future yeah so um that's kind of come to light more recently for me and I, it's a really good idea and i definitely explore that option so anyone that's got a small business that feels that they support with their employees even if they've got one two employees and they want to make sure they're happy employees and they want to know how to keep them happy and keep things churning then absolutely um we could talk retainers whether that's something that I engage with them once a month quarterly or once every two months you know it it can it depends and it can because I notice a lot of small companies, right, when it's just one or two people building, I'm not sure if you saw that, one of the CEOs in America recently was murdered by his assistant. Yeah, like, sometimes it just gets too close for comfort and a lot of personal lines get blurred until somebody gets offended. Um, so sometimes it's good to have an independent... From the very beginning, and it, when people feel like they can't go, they don't trust anyone in the organisation to go to, that's when things get worse. Yes. So it's definitely... I would 100% always say you need to speak to someone, someone, someone who is going to be able to help you get out of that situation in some Absolutely. way. And that's what I can help with. Amazing. So just one more time for the people in the back, it's Citroen HR. Oh, I'm losing. <laughs> Citroen HR, C-I-T-R-I-N-E-H-R.com. So info at CitroenHR.com and website CitroenHR.com. And your name's Kaylee, but you spell it. Yeah, my name's Kaylee, but I spell it. It's the Gaelic way. It's blame the parents. Um, it's spelled C-E-I-L-I-D-H. My personal page is up the top. I'll put it up, it, yeah. Yeah, it underscore is underscore Kaylee, spelled C-E-I-L-I-D-H. Perfect. Um, Thank as you. I say, reach out to me on citrine.com. Yeah, I'll post you now anyway so people can tap into you if they want to. And just thank you. And I absolutely love you and adore you. You speak about things like this all the time. So on a daily basis. Yeah. All right. Well, take care, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode for another episode of New in the Game. Um, shout out to Kaylee. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Take care. See ya. You too. Thank you for joining for another episode of the Advice You Didn't Take podcast. All the links will be added to the show notes below. If you loved what you heard today, don't forget to subscribe, share and tell a friend. If you're listening via Apple Podcasts, please go ahead and give us a five-star rating and review so we can continue to go up the ranks and reach so many more of you as we continue to grow. We'll be back very soon with another episode. And in the meantime, stay productive.